Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Let's call it a one-two punch, shall we? You've got the Wall Street Journal with their story about Democrats fearing steep losses in the midterm. This for the House. Couple that with the story that Patrick Leahy, the longest-serving Senate Democrat, is calling it quits. Now, Patrick Leahy might be 842 years old. I'm sorry, he's only 81. There comes a moment where you want to call it quits, which is so strange because we have so many who never call it quits. Grassley's not calling it quits. He's, again, 800 years old. You got Bernie Sanders not calling it quits. You have Dianne Feinstein not calling it quits. But you add this story from from the Wall Street Journal with this to Patrick Leahy with what we've already been talking about, about Democrats saying, yeah, I'm done here. It's going to be really bad. And I have to assume that in all of this, you will also have Speaker Pelosi saying, I'm done. Thanks. I'm going out of speaker. Uh, bye-bye. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Is it the low polling numbers? Maybe. If you were to take a look at the polling numbers, you would see that, well, Biden is miraculously underwater. There is just no one who is a fan of his. Then you could take a look at maybe one of the most ridiculous polls out there, which shows that people want Biden to be in a re-election bid against Donald Trump in 2024. And you're like, this is crazy. This isn't true. It was a Zogby poll. And you want to know why I don't believe in polls? Zogby polls. Putting out there that Democratic primary voters, if the Democratic primary caucus was held today, the candidates were Joe Biden with 40%, Michelle Obama with 20%, Kamala Harris with 9.8%. No one believes this. No one. You want to know the kind of trouble the political left is in? This is Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, putting this out on Twitter on a Sunday night at 9.20 p.m. For anyone who needs to hear it, she writes, Harris is, meaning Vice President Harris, is not only a vital partner to POTUS, but a bold leader who has taken on key important challenges facing the country, from voting rights to addressing root causes of migration to expanding broadband. That's a tweet from the White House press secretary. Why does the vice president need this cover? It's because she is less popular than Joe Biden. And I know people like Jimmy Kimmel say it's because racism and sexism. Well, people don't like Jimmy Kimmel because he's a schmuck. So that's neither racism nor sexism, unless, of course, when he's doing blackface and he has girls jumping on trampolines. I don't know what you call that. By the way, I have no problem with girls jumping on trampolines. They were hired to do a gig. They did the gig. They got paid. We're all done here. No one twisted their arm. Oh, I only hope no one twisted their arm. I'll say that. I only hope they did it of their own volition. That's certainly what you want to hear. That they did it of their own volition. That's what you want to hear. But dear Lord, the White House press secretary has to drop this at 920 on a Sunday night. She puts her head to the pillow. like, oh my gosh, I forgot to support the vice president because her polling numbers are garbage. Oops. Oh, I forgot to feed the cat. 
Oh, I forgot to put the clothes in the dryer. You know, it's one of those. When, you, when you're going to bed and all of a sudden your mind starts spinning of all the things. I can't believe I forgot that. You know how many times I've, I've been, oh my gosh, I forgot to send that out. And I go back to the computer and send out an email or do something. Of course. Of course. She's so desperate to support Harris. And that's somebody who has 10% of Democrats thinking about her for 2024? No, they don't. Someone else got 8%. Someone else. But this poll's nonsense because it was 426 likely Democratic primary voters. When they took a look at Republican voters, Donald Trump got 59.1% of the vote, Mike Pence 12%, Ron DeSantis 7.4%. On what planet is Pence outpolling Ron DeSantis? And I like Mike Pence. On what planet is he outpolling him? This is nonsense. 371 likely Republican primary voters with a margin of error of 5.1. This isn't a poll. This is you at a drunk frat party saying, would you rather? All right, listen, listen, bigger. Would you you have Trump, Pence, or that Florida guy? These are your three choices. Here we have another beer. That's the poll. This is basically from a producer Ari family reunion. Oh, that was a low blow. It could have been from anybody's family reunion, but you were the closest guy to me. That's fair. But when you see retirements the way you do in the Democratic Party, that says something. Republicans retired. A lot of Republicans said, I'm done here. They knew it wasn't going to be great. Now, what they miscalculated on was that it was better than they thought. Just not great. I know, I know, they didn't get control of the Senate. Forgive me, in many ways better than they thought in a lot of places around the country. This, 2022, Republicans feel every level of the victory and Democrats are conceding every level of the defeat. That's what's happening. Not to be denied. Now the question before us is, how should Republicans now go about a level of... of, uh, governing if they have control of the house and senate allow me to tell you what i think republicans need to do and that is pick three subjects and none of them should be republican subjects they should be american subjects one of them should be cybersecurity. another one of those subjects should be supply chain And what you need to do is allow Democrats to push aside progressives while supporting, wait for it, a Biden win. Now, the fact that it's our win, America's win, look, I'm that guy, I want America's win. I get that the Democratic Party isn't doing me any favors. I get that the Democratic Party has so allowed the progressives to take hold and take control that we've got ourselves a major issue here. I get that. I don't believe progressives should have any power whatsoever. I want Ocasio-Cortez diminished in every single way. She is not bright. She's not. No smart policies, no smart conversations. She's unable to explain herself. It's just silly. And that whole dress debacle, I'd be bringing that up every single day of the week. Tax the rich while you get $30,000 comp tickets. 
You know, I've got some comp tickets before to a couple sporting events. Wasn't $30,000 a pop? And I actually provide something for the comp. Talking about the event, things like that. I'm very always very open and honest about the things, guys. So if something like that happens, you know it. <laughs> always, always, always. You got to let people know. There's nothing worse than not letting people know. It's like when the uh, it's like when the influencers on social media don't let you know that they're working with this side or the other. That's just wrong as wrong can be. But there she is, $30,000 ticket, multi-thousand-dollar dress, hobnobbing with billionaires, screaming tax the rich, and she's for the working class. Sure she is. She's for her. She was the working class, and she said, this sucks. I'm going to do something else. And did what you do in America. You tried something, and it worked out for her. I really do hope the people in New York 14th figure out how to vote her out because they'll be far better off. Or maybe I'll just be happy to see her just gone from anything like this. But selling, she's going to lose power. Some progressive is going to give her a job out there somewhere. She's either going to be a professor or or she's going to have a production deal. Or who knows what she's going to get, what she's going to do. But we should know that she's just she's just a child. Her policies are childlike and her ignorance is is massive. But Republicans need to push those progressives to the side. And then govern in a way that, sure, if Biden wants to claim the win, he can. He can. Now, someone could say to me, no, Tony, this isn't what you do. You spend the next two years just completely stopping Biden from being able to do what he wants and further exposing his progressive insanities. Uh, Maybe. That guarantees that nothing will get done, but that's not necessarily the worst thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with making sure things don't get done. It's very okay. Me, I like to get things done. That's why I want to pick subjects that work all the way across the board. And America more focused on cybersecurity, putting more dollars towards it, making sure we're better uh, training people, all of that. That's, that's what matters. That has tremendous value. Being able to deal with the Russians, being able to deal with the Chinese, that should be a bipartisan conversation. But there's another politics at play. Just keep the pressure on Biden. Force him to cave. Force him to change. Force him to create the further infighting in the Democratic Party. You know, it's, it, there, there's something that Alinsky teaches that, that is, is very, very true. And one of the things that Alinsky teaches is that the the result of a, of a good strategy is that you then have to deal with the result. Meaning if you want to push against XYZ policy and you succeed, well, now you have to go about pushing your policy. Sometimes what you get on the other side of going against how they're governing is then you have to govern. Make sense? So if you want to win and you do win, well, then you might have to govern. No one should be surprised by such a thing. That you may very well have to do it. So I'm just discussing ways to do that. And lots of ways to pressure uh, the progressives. They don't really care about the country. They're not serious about the safety and security. They don't care about this. Why do you people deal with them? Your whole party is progressive. Joe Biden's unserious. And the last thing in the world Joe Biden wants to be seen as is unserious. A lot of ego you can play on and pray on there. Oh, that's wrong? Sure. 
Sure, right. Because nobody who was trying to get things done ever played on Donald Trump's ego. You're right. That never that never happened. Democrats are looking down the barrel, and it ain't looking good for them. Not at all. If Republicans can't figure out how to engage victory in 2022, they really are the party of stupid. I'm Tony Katz. Britney Spears is free and good because this conservatorship insanity is insane. Insane. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It was so funny. I was on uh, with Leland Vitter on News Nation Now on Friday. And of all things, we were talking about this, this. It's a very cool piece in American Spectator about how Meghan Markle is considering a run for the presidency. And I get your point. You're you're talking about the Duchess of Sussex. You're talking about Prince Harry's husband. You're talking about this freak who thought she could spit on the queen and everything was cool. Why are we talking about the royals? I get you. I get you guys. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. But the piece is interesting because first, it's 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 written by a guy who's who's written about the crown before, and it sources Kinsey Schofield, and and I know Kinsey from back in the day, and she is the expert on the royals in, in America, and she's smart and she's sourced, and it goes to the idea that celebrity, is that is me discussing it, celebrity has replaced talent, and one cannot deny what celebrity culture is all about how powerful it is and how it creates for somebody the opportunity and we're talking about cultural celebrity here we're not talking about intellect or 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 experience that's all been pushed by the wayside so i mean do do i take uh Meghan Markle is serious? Well, not, I wouldn't. But some people said that her run could be serious and she could garner dollars and endorsements. And she's already playing herself in that Diana role that she was being uh, oppressed by by the crown and they wouldn't let her be herself and everything else as if anybody really views Meghan Markle as Princess Diana. They view Meghan Markle as spoiled and rude and inconsiderate. And they're on the side of the queen. A thousand percent. So I, I, we were talking about this, and then Leland Vitter, he kind of changed gears on me and asked me what I thought of Britney Spears being out of the conservatorship, a judge ruling that it's over and it's done, and Britney is now free to lead her life. This is interesting, and I know that this is a topic that you probably are not an expert on, but you kind of can talk about anything. Uh, Britney is now free, which is evidently a, a thing. Is that a slow clap? Absolutely or, it is. Is that a slow clap or a real clap? No, it's a real clap. Conservatorships are insane. We actually watched a woman have her own life taken from her. She wasn't a free American for over a decade. We should be bothered by conservatorships. It's not that because, oh, it's Britney, what's the big deal? She might make mistakes in her life, and that's up to her. But she had her life taken from her. She couldn't spend money if she wanted to. She couldn't redo her kitchen if she wanted to. She wasn't allowed to remove contraceptive devices. This is nuts. This is the kind of thing we would see in 
second, third world dictatorships. And we saw it in the United States. So it is absolutely good that she's free. The people have been pushing for this and talking about those programs that you saw on places like Netflix and others. They actually did a lot of good. This conversation should be at the fore about what makes an American citizen, what rights do people yeah. have, and how exactly, if they're lost, how almost impossible they are to bring them back. I'm thrilled by this. Look, as I've said, Brittany may, you know, throw it all away. She may throw it all away. She may very well go crazy and lose all her money and, and everything else. Well, if her name wasn't Britney Spears, if it was Jill Reed, I don't know, I just made up a name. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't even think twice about it. Because people make decisions and sometimes sometimes those decisions are really, really, really bad decisions. Well, personal responsibility is a mother now, isn't it? And I'm a big believer that people have to deal with the you know the, the consequences of their actions. That seems to make perfect sense to me. So I'm 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 good with this. I'm very happy for her. And we do need to look at those laws and we need to look at civil asset forfeiture. Two things that we shouldn't be doing in America. Civil asset forfeiture is when you are are driving, you get pulled over for whatever, and uh, the cop says, uh, where are you going? You're like, I'm going to buy a car. Got cash on you? Got $10,000 to buy the car on me. Well, I think you're buying drugs. I'm taking the cash. That's basically what it is. And then you have to fight to get your cash back. But they don't make the fight easy because when they are able to engage that kind of forfeiture because they think you're going to do something wrong, they're able to use that money for the departments. So you end up spending more money in the legal fees to get the cash back. So you're like, ah, forget it. We allow that in the United States of America? We should throw people in jail for that. We should not allow civil asset forfeiture to take place. Not like this. There could be people and places and things regarding people who are uh, selling drugs or whatever the case may be, where you have these kinds of moments. I have a citizen driving down the road stopped for a traffic infraction. You think you could take my cash? I'm not interested in making a cop's life that easy. I believe in respecting cops, but in something like this, there's no respect to have. Zero. Zero respect to have for them. So hopefully it'll bring more of these conversations to the to the fore. I wish Brittany the, the, the best of luck. And maybe maybe a little less time on Instagram. It's just my advice. But do what you will. Your life is yours after all. This is Tony Katz today. A virtual summit between President G and President Biden. What could go wrong? Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today, it's good uh, to be with you. Now, I had read in CNBC that they weren't really going to get into tariffs and supply chains. They were going to focus on Taiwan. What are the odds that there would be a focus on Taiwan... At any kind of summit between these two, 
it, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because China doesn't want to have a conversation about Taiwan. They don't care what the United States says. They're coming for Taiwan. They're going to take the nation. You think it's going to be about climate change? It was a really interesting piece from uh, CBS. And when I say interesting, only because it was honest that uh, you people came to Glasgow and lectured the country, but nothing got done. No one's better off. You didn't help. There were no major objectives that were accomplished. We're into the final hours of this conference without it having achieving without it having achieved its major objectives. That according to Mark Phillips on CBS Mornings. The US and China made a joint agreement of greater ambition on climate change. And the latter said for the first time it would seek to cut methane. But according to CBS, uh, not let them meat on the bones. Meaning it's China doing a lot of talking and nothing else matters. Nothing. Because it's all nonsense. Now, funny enough, this is exactly what Greta Thunberg is talking about. Greta Thunberg is like, you're all here, blah, blah, blah. I don't listen to Greta Thunberg. She's a child. She's a silly, nonsense child. That's all she is. That's 150% all she is but she happens to be right in this case now it's not the only thing going on a finger on the dump button producer Ari Steve Bannon showing up to the FBI field office because well he's got the subpoena and all there were crowds and, and 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 everything for Bannon Excuse me, back up, back up, back up. Thank you, back up. Thank you, everybody get back. Don't don't get hurt, don't get hurt. Where where are we? Right here, go around. Excuse me, please respect this face. Please respect everybody. Hey, 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 come on, guys. Everybody get back. Thank you, thank you. Everybody, hold on. Is this us? Hey, just want to say, every tell everybody. It uh, live stream on Getter right now. Everybody watching in the war room. We're here today. I don't want anybody to take their eye off the ball of what we do every day. Okay? We got the Hispanics coming on our side, African Americans coming on our side. We're taking down the Biden regime. Every day, the focus you got Raheem Ghassan today, you got Dr. Peter Navarro. He's not stopping. He's, he's plugging his radio show. Oh! You have never met anybody more totally unworried about a subpoena than Steve Bannon. This is, of course, January 6th. What did you know? When did you know it? What did you do? Why did you decide to destroy America that day? I'm sorry. That was just my impression of Liz Cheney. Was that that off? I I thought that was pretty good. I, I thought that was very Wyoming of me. No? No, I, I, I really, I really thought I had that one. I really thought I had that one in, 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 in the bag for sure. We're gonna see what happens there. I mean, a lot of that's gonna go on. I'll probably have more on that uh, tomorrow. Can I bring it something closer to home, producer Ari? Can I, can I, can I bring it to something sports related? You may. 
can I say something that is probably uh, considered rude to say? And, you know, as, as a guy who is not a, a, a sports caster or a sports reporter or a sports commentator, it is certainly not within my world. But sometimes you see things and you're like, hey, I'm noticing something. What can I say? I'm a guy who notices things. And so yesterday, uh, snowed in, in central Indiana. I had the fire lit before noon. And, and all right, no, we're, we're not going out. I mean, it wasn't real snow. You could have gone out any time. Like, no, no, forget it. It was just a, the most bum around, lazy, lazy day. Ordered some food in. Didn't even cook. Ordered in. That's the kind of day it was going to be. Ended up on the couch and watched with the family a little football. Very rare for me. Very rare for me to do nothing. Zero. I didn't look at a news story until like, like, like 5 p.m sensational so there i am uh, by the time we got everything tuned in it was the second half of the indianapolis colts against the jacksonville jaguars i don't know if you watched the game producer Ari. i did they almost blew it yeah uh, i want to say for the record that the colts are not a good team yeah i mean that's that's not a hot take well well i i, I mean it's i don't i don't know why i keep getting told that they are now, I'm not mad at the Colts, right? I'm, I'm, I don't get I don't get mad about any of these things. These guys certainly don't care. I don't think they're necessarily a bad team, but this is a team that almost lost to a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, who, if he had just figured out how to throw the ball away, he could have had two more downs to try and get a touchdown and tie this thing up and possibly win. If it wasn't for a blocked punt by the Colts, they didn't create enough offense to beat. Uh, the, the the Jaguars now, but they did get the block punt and et cetera et cetera. But I don't I, I I don't know why I'm supposed to cheer so aggressively for a win that is just lucky as hell. Now so you know a win is a win. Take it, take it and run. I don't know. There's just something odd that goes on, and maybe this is true of every city. Uh, may, may, maybe not. That you know you you can get a win like this, and people are like, oh, they they got the win. They didn't. They got lucky as sin, right? The Green Bay Packers got the win against the Seattle Seahawks. Since when do you see Russell Wilson not put up any points? They got the win with COVID boy himself, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he had a bad game too. Did he? Yeah, he didn't even throw a touchdown. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Probably because of the COVID. I didn't see, I, I, right? I, I wasn't paying attention to any of it. I just happened to watch the second half of, of the Colts. I'm like, this is, this is not good at all. Not good at all. Holy cow. And, I, I, and the other one is, and I, I have nothing against the dude. Zero. I have no reason to have anything against the guy whatsoever. I keep getting told about T.Y. Hilton. Everyone keeps telling me what a great receiver T.Y. Hilton is. If, if, if you tell me it, I'll believe you. But I think you're lying to me. Why is it every time that I watch, I don't see it? Is he a great receiver? I mean, he's past his prime and he's coming off an injury. He's, he's not great right now, but he was. All right, so I should, I, should get, I should cut him some slack? I don't know if you need to cut him anything. I think it, he is what he is. You just right. acknowledge it. All right. Anyone who tries to tell you he's, you know, he's not washed up, unserious. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't know. Like, I, I have no way of judging 
that? What What is washed up? It's like when people ask me, hey, what do you think of such and such a radio host? I'm like, I, uh, I, I don't know. Nice guy. Right? If I don't know them, I have no way of judging it. I, I couldn't judge somebody else as, as a radio host if my life depended on it. I have no way of doing it. How do you, what, what is it? Is it, is it the sound of their voice? Is it whether or not they have any uh, emotion? Is it, is it the, the topic selection? Is it the comedy? Is it, what, what is it? I don't know. I do this for a living. I have absolutely no idea. No clue what makes people listen to other people. What, what connects people to other people. Absolutely, positively, no idea at all. So I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm just simply, si- simply not there on it. But that was, that was, I was just watching that game like this is just, this is just really bad football. It was really bad, really, really boring football. You got to stick with it in the bad times. That way, when the good times happen, it makes it even more special. I, I, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, that's what fandom should be, right? That's why I understand what a Fairweather fan is. I, I, I'm not saying no to that. I, for, for the city, I want them to be successful, right? I want them to be not woke. I want them to be not lecturing. I want them to speak their minds when they feel uh, the need to, deal with the, the, what may come back on them, and then, of course, uh, win. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all I want. Uh, there's an update out of Astroworld. A nine-year-old boy has died in that festival. This is the festival where the crowds were too large. They were crushing people up front, and now nine people have died from the injuries, including a nine-year-old. I am stunned that this has gone by the wayside. The story has just disappeared. And this is a, a giant story. This is massive. Nine people trampled to death at a concert, and no one talks about it. Alec Baldwin killed a woman, and everyone is screaming about how guns should not be on movie sets. You'll forgive me if I think all of these people may be unserious. Because they are remarkably and miraculously unserious. We need to cancel concerts in the United States. Altamont, uh, The Who, uh, Cincinnati. Now this, and there are other ones in between. You can't allow concerts. People get killed. Don't you care about safety? Why? Because some, some musicians should be able to make some money? Forget that. Virtual concerts. Just Zoom. It's good enough. I know, I know that I don't believe that. You understand that. I'm just I'm playing their game with them. Their game is someone gets shot on a movie set. No one should be allowed to have a firearm on set again. People's careers should be taken away. Those people who have done everything right. But three different people did something wrong in this case. The armorer, the first assistant director, and Alec Baldwin in this shooting that took place on the set of the movie Rust, where the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, was shot and killed, and the director, Joel Souza, was injured. They all screw up. Take a life. And now you can't have a gun on set. We have to have police officers on the set. That's what Alec Baldwin said. As if that would do anything. But Alec Baldwin is not bright, so what are you going to do? 
but we have nine people die, a nine-year-old die at a concert, and we still allow concerts? We're all crazy. How come this has not become a conversation? Why don't they explain it to us? Why don't they tell us why they should still be allowed to have concerts? Doesn't make any sense. They should have to live the lives that they want the rest of us to live. And that means you don't get to do what you want to do. You can't be trusted. Doesn't anybody understand that Travis Scott and Drake are murderers? What the hell? Or, or, or they're not. And it was just a really horrible accident that took place. Now, maybe they have some other culpability. And I'm willing to believe they have some other culpability. I had said in the beginning that, uh, look, uh, people were upset with Travis Scott for not stopping the concert quickly enough. He's performing. He wouldn't necessarily know what's going on with the crowd and the surge and the pushing and everything else. He wouldn't know. And when he knew it, then everything stopped. It seems like he didn't know a lot of things until afterwards. But then I heard that Travis Scott, during the show, encouraged uh, the fans to beat the crap out of somebody because he didn't like how they were acting. Try to take his shoe, yeah. So, okay, Travis Scott has lost it all, as I see it. There's no, I'm not going to worry about defending Travis Scott. But he should be brought into, uh, in front of a court. He should be perp-walked in. The fire Festival guys are guilty, and this guy isn't? Nah. You're the promoter. You're the star. You're the one who didn't have the security. It's on you. Every last bit of it. I'm Tony Katz. That Beto O'Rourke is running for governor of Texas. Oh, so great. So great. If first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. All right, this is the third try. Senate, president, now governor. Fantastic. I, I am so appreciative of this, Producer Ari. I love this. This uh, uh, this reminds me of like the career of Kevin Federline, where like, yeah, it, it, was, it was interesting for a little bit, but now it's like you need to go away and stop. This is embarrassing. Yes, but the difference between Federline and Beto is that Federline had had success. He did get Britney. That I, you know what I that's you're not wrong. I would, I, I, I put Federline is more successful than Beto O'Rourke. That, that is, is correct. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today it is so good to be with you. I, I was just watching uh, that uh, the Taliban was having some kind of event where they were showing off all the hardware that Joe Biden left behind in Afghanistan. We left Americans to die in Afghanistan. Just in case, you know, we weren't aware, we were somehow pretending that didn't happen. It happened. And this came out last week. I never even got a chance to play it, but it's just so perfect now. Joe Biden running for president in 2008 at a campaign event. How we end this war. And it makes a big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow... The order goes out from the president. I'm president of the United States. I issue an order. End the war today. Begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. 
and you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. Well, ain't that something? In 2008, he knew that the weapons could be used against us. In 2021, he's like, what? What's the big deal? Why? What I do? What? I, that's a chock full of impressions. Liz Cheney and Joe Biden today. People. Yeah. Try and get that on NPR. You're not, you're not getting that. You know, I'm like the, I'm like the Terry Fader of radio. I'm like the, what, what, what's his name? The, the, the Dunham. What's his name? Jeff Dunham, Dunham guy. With the, with the puppets of, of radio. Jeff Dunham. I'm the Jeff Dunham of radio. I couldn't remember Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Dunham of radio. That's so great. Of course, these things are all going to be used against us. Everybody knows it. Except the Democratic Party right now that wants to tell you that there's no such thing as inflation and you can afford it. Oh, that's, that's my favorite video uh, audio of the day. Oh, so good. We'll have more on what happens with the Rittenhouse case and closing arguments. That'll be tomorrow, everyone. I'm Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Take care.